Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Here today with Daniel Major of GoVX Uranium. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. I'm we're, doing good. We're at the WNA. We are at the W. Well, not technically, but yes. <laughs> Your home turf. You, My home you, turf. you haven't had to travel too far. No, so I haven't. Good. No, I mean, it's nice. I, mean, I, I, I think we all look forward to WNA each year. There's always that feels like it's the next benchmark of where we're going. And I think, you know, I think there was a sense I got the other day at, a, at the one of the uranium conferences pre to this, which is, you know. This year's been on stall with the whole Section 232 thing. Mm-hmm. It got out of the way and then we went into the August holidays. Yeah. And everyone now kind of feels this is the time that the year's going to get finally get going. It's another benchmark. Yeah. It may be another disappointment though. What do you think we're going to get out of it? Um, I think all of the things that we had before are still have been sitting there. You know, we've you've got rising demand, it's very clear. You know, mm. and I understand that's what the, the fuel cycle report will be telling us. Um, but what also you're seeing is there isn't a lot of supply around. Mm. You know, you've got great commentary coming from Cameco and Kaz Adamprom, particularly Kaz Adamprom, are making it very, very clear that you know they're not going to restart anything until at least the tier one projects have restarted, to mm. quote them. Um, you know, so you know they've taken what forty million pounds out of the market. It's in deficit. Inventories are coming down. Cameco's hardly bought anything this year, yet they now make it. Cl- you know, they they kind of reiterate the point. They have more to buy in what's left of this year than they have bought in the whole of this year so far. Yeah. So I think you have had this situation that the uranium industry and the nuclear industry, but the uranium side of it particularly, just went into a pause the whole year. Right. While everybody just sat and stared at Section Two Thirty Two. We'll come back to supply demand in a second. Yep. I want you to answer the question. What are you expecting out of WNA? What have you come here for? What are you going to learn? What do you want from it? I think what I'm looking for is, let's put it this way, I think optimism is what we're looking for here. Are you seeing it? Yes, I am. I am. From who? Um, what sort of people? The, the, supply, the bigger suppliers, particularly, um, are looking a lot more optimistic than they Why? have been. I think because their sense is back to this comment I had earlier, which is, Everyone has been in, you know, freeze frame. Um, nothing's really been happening. The mm. sense is, no, we have to get on with this industry. The big picture is doing well, but now people wake up to the fact that inventories are falling, and actually, guys, you're going to need some material. So they're optimistic about the macro, but nothing's happening. There is no movement in price. Not yet. There's not much movement in equities. Well, equities will always follow price. I mean, sure. at the end of the day. So, I mean, you're, you're driven it, by price. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you look at it. I mean, actually, if you go and look at the longer term chart mm-hmm. for this year. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's actually a bull market chart. Sure, sure. I mean, it's got rising troughs all the way through it. So, yes, we all look at it in the minutia. And you look at the, the little chart that UXC sends out, which sends you about two weeks of data. Yeah. But if you actually look at, you know, the last 12 to 18 months, you actually have a rising bull chart. Okay. You know, rising troughs. But nothing's happening. Well, that again, I wouldn't say that's a nothing happening. That actually is an improvement on where we are and continues to improve. But for, you know what I mean? Forecasts are forecasts. And there have been, those charts have been like that previously in this cycle. 
Um, not to the same degree. I right. think we have okay. now reached a part when I look at the chart and go, I get comfort this is looking a lot better okay. than it has for a very So John Borshoff this morning said to me, and whatever, what, I know you, you know yeah, John, and, and whatever you think of John and whatever you know, people understand of John, he's calling the, the, there won't be a meaningful movement in price till 2120, 2120 or 2122. That's very un John, he's normally the screaming boy. <laughs> but he may have a different business model from you. So no. what are you calling? I think you are going to slow, slow and steady from now on. Uh, I'm not looking at a, I'm not, you know, you and I and I've had this conversation before, mm. which is I am, I've never been calling for a screaming bull market. Yeah. I think we've got slow and steady price movement mm. off this point going forward. And mm. I think that is still exactly the model that's going to come through. I think we were put on pause by what was going on in the US. We still haven't finished that, of course, we've got the 98 yeah, thing. Agreed, but agreed. You know, there was what, just over a month till that finishes anyway now. Um, and then we'll see what the answer comes back. But it's interesting, even listening to the US guys I've been talking to, you know, everyone agrees that quotas and tariffs are off the table. There is some sense of, yes, we'll try and work within the, you know, even if it's just looking after the reactor fleets that are on right. aircraft carriers and submarines, yeah. there will be some kind of support structure going into place. So I think the big issue that seemed to have been putting the brakes on mm. um, buying has, has gone away. Um, you know, certainly talking to some of those guys, you know, people are calling for material to be bought, to buy, but mm. you know, it's not so But that's quotas and tariffs. What do you think about subsidies? Um, look, well, know, what's the conversation? I know it's not just you, but. Yeah, I mean, we, I obviously, no, I don't think anyone actually knows what the final answer is going to be out of this one, and that's the reality. What is it that comes through? If it's a subsidy, in what form is it provided, um, and who gets it? Yeah. I mean, that's the other question. Who gets that subsidy? Is it spread across all of them? If, is it going to be enough to do yeah. anything, or will it be individually placed? I do not know the answer to that question, and, but what I think it is, is the utilities are less worried about it now, um, is the sense it's coming across. And we're coming back to a more normal uranium market, which we haven't seen for quite a while. Okay, so that's another benchmark moment, to yep. use your phrase of, of earlier, where there's more likely to be some decision making off the back of than, say, the WNA or the non, yep. non, 232 yep. non event, uh, or any of these other shows that people go to. So that, that's a big moment for people to look for. Okay. And that's what, end of October, middle of October? Yeah, beginning of October. Beginning of October, okay. Yeah. So and then the other thing is, is, you know, okay. is Cameco's comment. I mean, they've got some 12 to 15 million pounds of uranium still to buy this year. Yeah. Yeah. And that's for this year's requirements. Yeah. You know, and a point they made the other day at a conference was, but they normally have, and they've then got to be buying for the first quarter of next year. Mm. So it's actually bigger volume that they yeah. need to go and find. Yeah. You know, and they gave an example uh, the other day where, you know, back in May when they were looking for material, mm. They went out on a bid on an RFP for one million pounds, and they found yeah. three hundred thousand, and they wanted yeah. the rest. They got paid another dollar, and then more than that, you want another dollar and a half. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, one of the questions was talking the other day about you know secondary material. They said, well, you know, with the enrichment price, the conversion price going through the roof, mm. and the fact that whenever they go out on a bid, it's not the enrichers who are offering it up. Mm. It, you know, there isn't that large amount of secondary material just sloshing mm. around either. Mm. So, you know, you put all the bits together, I, I, you know, we have had improvement this year. Yes, it's gone sideways for the last couple of months, very much on the basis that no one really seemed to know what to do. Okay. You know, if the fuel cycle report is kind of as positive as being indicated, 
I think you're going to see people starting to wake up to the fact the market has to move. Okay, let's not talk about micro. We've talked micro yep. so many times yep. and it's well covered within a lot of our video interviews. Yes. Uh, let's talk about your company. Yep, why not? Okay. For a change. So, for a change. You're in Niger. Um, you've been there a while? Yep. Good. Been there. Started there as a company in 2007. 2007, right. Yeah. Developing, well, working out what to develop and then starting yes. to develop this asset. Okay. So, tell us a bit about what's happening in Niger as a jurisdiction. You know, why? Why is that a good jurisdiction? Talks about your relationship with the government. Maybe that's the starting point. Yeah, uh, you know, we put an announcement out back in um, August, where we did the first stone laying on our project. Mm. It was really rather than first stone, stone laying for construction. It was it was the first stone laying for the project mm. formally to to advance. And and what we did at that time was create the Nigerian Incorporated Company with the government. Mm -hmm. Um, so that company is now formed, which will be the mining company um, to go forward mm -hmm. when we go into development. Um, but what it also did at the same time is we announced the conclusion of the transaction with the government. So we were sitting, they get a 10% free carry. Yeah. The government had changed its strategy last year, basically on the basis <laughs> which, you know, there's no point in a government buying into mining companies putting yeah. in equity and then waiting for dividends to come back out. It's mm -hmm. not a very good investment, particularly when you're a relatively poor country. Mm -hmm. But in our particular case, they saw the merits of effectively giving us a non-recourse, zero interest loan yeah. for $14.5 million. So they've yeah. taken on a, um, a, an, an additional 10% equity stake for that $14.5 million mm -hmm. that, that we owed them. Uh, they felt that was the best way to get us going forward. So our commitments are into the project itself. It's bartering. No money's actually changed hands. No, but they got ten percent. Equity has. Okay. Yeah. And so but, but, but for them, sense. but for them as well, yeah. you know, the agreement includes the fact that we have the right to buy back off them once we get up and going. Right. So that's how they see it. So it's, mm. it, you know, um, and they're also delivering us back all our exploration properties because they had come to the end of their life mm. and we're getting the whole lot back mm. and. We are revising the shape of the mining permit to include the Miriam ore deposit and the MS in the underground deposit yeah. as well. Yeah. So we expand the total resource that's actually contained within the mining permit uh, that's available to be mined as the mine starts. So up. a lot of good things going on there with the relationship. So I want to talk about some of the other players in the market before we get, you know, literally yeah, dive yeah. into your project. So obviously Niger, French speaking, a lot of French influence. Some big companies operating in there, French government have some influence in there. How's that affecting your ability to do business? Um, we have a very, very good relationship. And we had the president on site. Mm -hmm. First time he'd been there since the early 1970s when mm -hmm. he worked there. Mm -hmm. and, and he said, look, you know, I, I support this project. So, the, you know, the fact that he was very keen to come up and be there and brought ministers with. But mm -hmm. the other thing I think you find interesting is that within that group of people that came up. There's like 1,500 people at that event. But we had the Tunisian ambassador, the Algerian ambassador, mm. the Turkish ambassador. You, um, there were five Why? Slow Why? weekend or something? Nope, What's because they just had a brand new state-of-the-art airport built, funded okay. by the Tunisians. The oh, right. The Turks have put King in Muhammad. big Big money is coming in yep. from other regions. And, and Niger, like many other countries, is realizing you can't be reliant on one source of income, whether that's the funding, whether that's the French or it's the Chinese, 
they are diversifying the investment flow that's coming into that. So the Moroccans country. have always been very strong in sort of bringing Africa together and also yep. joining it with Europe. I think they're very, um, very good country, very well run country. What what are the Moroccans looking for in Niger, if, if I may People ask? Are looking, you need something back. Yeah, no, it's investment opportunities. They see an country that's growing. I mean, I had a long chat with the Turkish ambassador and. and for example, and, and they're keen to find investment opportunities. They see, right. you know, you know, Europe is always, a, Turkey with the Turks is a difficult discussion mm. given where it goes. So mm. the next place for them is, is to head down into North Africa yeah. and they are really pushing out aggressively so. Yeah. And you're seeing that within that whole structure which is where are the investment opportunities and they're clearly seeing the investment opportunities are actually south of themselves right. and heading down into that area. So what about the French? You yeah, they're, are they, are they, they're, they're still I mean, in there. They're still in there. I mean, influential as ever. Uh, less so, I would say. Right. Um, than they have been. I mean, there's a number of French companies have been leaving, uh, not mining ones, other ones. Right. Um, so it, it is. You well, know, and a few mining ones, surely. Well, they haven't left yet. Uh, they're I mean, leaving though. Well, they're closing Comanac. Yeah. Uh, so That's a big deal. That's a big it operation, is a big deal. right? It is a big deal, and it's good for the for the world uranium market because if that is going into closure in the next one to two years, yeah. it needs to be replaced by something. Again, an another number to be replaced. Yes. Okay. So it's another number to replace. How's, how's, how's it helping you? It helps me because I, uh, I think in the last, since I came back, mm. I probably have had almost 100 CVs sent to me by people in the <laughs> right, region. Right, I bet. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. But, so, but, but that's, it helps us obviously politically. Yeah. You know, um, Uranium exports, as we've always said, is a big part of Niger's life and its budget and everything else that, right. that impacts it. And therefore, you know, the political positioning between ourselves coming in yeah. and Comanac going out is very important to the government. They need to have another mine replace Comanac. Well, it's jobs, it's revenue, it's tax, all, all, of, all, those all of those wonderful Stability things. in the region, all right. of those things are sitting there. But how, uh, can I ask, how, how are you proving to them that you're going to get into production? You're junior? developing this thing, the end game is get it out of the ground, get it into market, sell it. I mean, what, are they, what do they need to believe about you? Yeah, uh, we have a lot of conversations with them. I mean, I think the one thing that we've always tried to do in this project, it's no different to any investor out there, they're, of they're the same as of everyone course. else, is we have always committed to finding, finding a way to make that project work. Right. So you know the point. So, I, so what are the problems you've encountered along right, the way? Well, what, what you, I mean, I, I make the point to the president. You know, in a case of Arriva, you know, mm. it doesn't matter to them whether they start in Marara or not. Mm. You know, they're just going to start another mine somewhere else in the sure. world. Sure. No big deal. In our case, Madawela is a really big deal, and therefore our commitment to make it work is the key to what we have to do, because that's yeah. where we are as a company. Whereas you know they don't have to fight as hard. So our strategy, you know, we've done one, two, three, three PFSs, and each one has been better than the previous one. Mm. You know, we're currently working, and you and I discussed this last time, which is how is Gozier driving? It's all about the optimization. Yeah, and then yeah. for me to be able to say, that's what we've done, and this is now what's on the table and what I'm trying to do, yeah. and showing them our commitment locally. And, yeah. and that's also important because, you know, it's all very well just to turn up in a country and say, I'm going to build a mine, but don't employ any Nigerians. You know, we've always had that relationship as mm -hmm. well. And mm -hmm. so 
they're having to have faith with us as well as anybody else that we're going to deliver what we say we're going to mm -hmm. do. Um, but you know, we've always been good corporate citizens. Right. Uh, we've taken our project from nothing to a massive resource. Yeah. We've delivered everything on time that we'd said we would do. The environmental impact assessment they got was just blew their minds because it was so damn big yeah. uh, from a deliverable point of view. So we've always done what we said we would do as a company. Okay, so we need to look, let's look at where you are. I'm, th I'm always thinking about the investors, the, yeah, the, the re retail investors, family officers, uh, mm -hmm. high networks who watch this show. Yep. So they understand where you're at, how you're positioned in the marketplace. So you, you're doing all of this work, you're hitting, it, hitting your uh, budgets here on time, yep. but you're effectively treading water really because you've got to manage your money in all of this process. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like anyone who's not in production, totally, you are right? treading water until the uranium price gets to a level that supports you. Right, so when the, when the, when the green button is pressed, at whatever price you think Correct. that is, whether it's 40 bucks, 45 bucks, but whatever the number, whatever the number is, is, okay? Yeah. How quickly do you get into production? We have two years of construction. Right. Going through this last time. Yep. And Depending on how simple I can make my final process design, which is what I'm working on at yeah. the moment, sub a year of final engineering work. So is that that's three years in total? To yeah, that would be a reasonable long-term frame to go. But oh. I can. What I'm trying to do is shorten the front bit, right? So that I can move faster if I want to. And it's driven, you know. And my our strategy is the same as everybody investing as well. At the same time, I'm making decisions on how I see the market going today. Forward. Today, yeah. Do I believe if I feel that the market is starting to accelerate away, then I have to put more commitment to it, right? Because you know we're a small team. Yeah, we kept it small for a reason. Yeah, um, because I don't want to be burning cash. Of course. But if I suddenly think the uranium price is picking up, then obviously I have to build up my team that's around me. Got some CVs in. D deliver them. <laughs> Why are you looking? <laughs> uh, you know, to deliver a project. Uh, yeah. You know, and so I have to make those decisions as well. So it's yeah. no different from an investor deciding whether he wants to buy into the equities. Right. I've got to make that the same decision, which is when am I willing to buy into the people okay. skills? And I don't, again, I'm just trying to paint this picture for investors. Yeah. Okay. There's a bit before that, which is money. So you, I know you've had some conversations around that. Okay? We always have conversations around that, and our strategy has always been to keep moving forward and getting this project better mm. with as least amount. And so what I've been doing is parking the things on the side that don't need to be done yet, mm -hmm. like costing the project. I don't need to cost the Why, project. Why, is that a quick process? It's, a, it's about a four month process, okay. but the problem you've got is, as you can it's appreciate, yeah. 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 if you do it now and you're still sitting here for a year, yeah. the banks won't accept it. Yeah, exactly. So why do it? You okay. know, there are some things you just don't do because it's not mm. worth doing yet. The timing has to be right to do them. Right. So the primary area that we've gone, and you know, I talked about this before, which is, you know, PFS was designed to be mm. optimistic for, you know, and optimized. Optimized. That was the word. Optimistic. I was that's that's optimistic. another report. That's a different report. That's <laughs> yeah. a PEA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, to be optimized over 21 years. Yeah. The, what we are now looking at is the first seven years. Right. Saying, what is the yeah. best project we can build in seven years? But also, it, we appreciated that some of the things that we had in the process design were new to the industry, you know, ablation. Mm. Uh, but so we're trying to remove 
technical risk at the same yeah, time yeah, yeah, and come up with a much better project. And we've made some big steps forward on that. Right. So I'm just waiting for some final results to come through, which I can bring out to you. So you guys. got all this. So the, the question was about how, you know financing, how long that takes. You obviously you're associated with the Friedland Group. Yep. Um, I think China's all over Africa and share. Yep. Uh, are they part of the discussions at the moment? Um, China is definitely part of the discussions. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going out to. I'm meeting specific groups. You're meeting specific I'm groups. Meeting it's not just the Chinese. No, no. I am meeting specific groups here with this funds, week. with money. Uh, yes, Got and it. but also there are other ways of looking at this. For example, there are Chinese construction companies out there mm. who have got so much money, mm. but haven't got any projects. Yes, and they're willing to lend you the money. Yeah, to pay for the contract. Okay. So, so here's your money. You yeah, do, yeah. Give us the contract. We'll yeah. do the work. Yeah. So there are other ways to look at how you finance the construction of these mines um, as well and access to capital. So while we've tended to work, look at the more traditional approach and we'll continue to work with banks on the traditional approach, right. there are other aspects to have a look at here. And so that is where we're now starting to push towards more aggressively. Those okay. also tie into sales. Of material at the end of the day. Yeah, of course. So, so you know, your, your difficulty is working out when the start point is because it's when to really press the big button. Yeah, because you can have all of these studies done and redone, yes. and optimized and optimized, yes. optimistically, yes, or not. Um, but that's not going to that's going to tell you the price. The price discovery is the bit that's going to tell you when you start to do this because there's a point at which you're not going to move, and then there's a point at which you might move, and then there's okay, we definitely will go at this point. Yeah, yeah. So you can't look out on your three-year horizon, three maybe three yeah, and a, three and a bit, right? Yeah, until you know when the start point is. So you, it's, you yeah. can't make any promises right yeah. now. So that said, you're sitting on how much cash today? Two. Two. You're going to have to go and get some more money some at the beginning of the year. At some point, 20, yeah. we've obviously got liquid repaying as well. Are they? What's so, happening with that? Tell yeah, me about that. Slow and steady repayment. I mean, we've made it very clear in our financials. But um, tell, remind people what happened there because they owed you money. They owed us money, but they were very helpful in the way that because they did the deal at the time. So yeah. we bought back nine million dollars of uranium for four and a half million dollars mm. on the basis that Linkwood would buy the shares. What, what, what have you done with that? Uh, Sold it. Well, we sold that originally at three and a half, thirty-five dollars a pound for seven million. So I sold it seven. For seven. Okay, you made sold it made for seven margin, and okay. bought it back for four and a half. So you're still owed some money. Uh, yes. Okay. And the plan is now they are basically liquidating non-core assets on their side. How long have they been doing that? For? Um, take it, they've had to get some into a public environment, which is right. what they're working on at the moment. So again, have you any sense of timing on that? Yeah, we did a forbearance agreement, which we've announced, and it should all be finished by it's either end of June or end of July next year. Okay, you've got a ways off. So you are going to have to raise a little bit of money, and you yeah. need to work out how much that is. Well, exactly, and that's driven by how fast this market goes. Right. You know, everything relates to, you know, I think the best example, is it, it's a bit like getting on the running machine. You know, when you mm. get on it, first of all, you, you start it off as a slow walk mm. and you plod along and you walk along until you, you feel you're warm enough mm. and then you start speeding it up. And then when you get a bit warmer and get a bit fitter, you speed it up a bit more. That's no different to the way that we're operating. You know, at the moment we're walking, we're waiting to go up a bit faster. We're not going to go from here and just go, it yeah. will be a slow and steady. We're going to get faster and faster as we get more confident with where the market is going. Right. Okay. So it's coming. It's you, coming. You're going to look at how you manage that process, Correct. manage your overheads, your GNA, and all of that good stuff. Okay. 
I believe that. I mean, we've looked at the <coughs> numbers. You, know, you don't pay yourselves horrific amounts of money. No, like, like some, we, some do. we hang around in the back of airplanes. And you do hang around, you turn right. I haven't been in an airport lounge in such a long time. Uh, for Christmas, I'll get you one. Thank you uh, very much. <laughs> Not my own airport lounge. <laughs> we, we, no, we, do, we do have this conversation a lot. We ask people about their remuneration package yeah, and how people do that. And we've had a couple of quite honest answers and a lot of evasive and furtive looks yep. uh, on that but you know it's all public information i always say people, go look it up if you feel it's not right don't invest correct or if you're invested complain yeah yep. or, or walk so uh, you, you guys are quite sensible i think and, I and think we keep our corporate very small you do we only have four people in the corporate office you do you so do so we're, I, uh, we're all multi-skill i, I pre appreciate that and i think that's you can tick that box off um are you heavily invested in this um, mainly in options, to be honest. Uh, I mean, options. I have shares. So I think I'm sitting at about 600,000 shares. Uh, I came in late in this, obviously, and then right. for a large part of the time we were private. Yeah. Um, so I'm literally having to buy my own shares. Right. Um, have you been buying? Uh, I bought some, which is why I have 600,000 shares. Right. Okay. So um, you, you, you bought yeah. a few things. But uh, my option, I, my last batch of options have just died because they were when we first listed. And they were two dollars fifteen US. Right. Okay. I okay. took them because it was the right thing to do at the time. We did the IPO. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Let's let's come back in country. Yep. Thanks for that. But let's come back in country, um, and look at what you've got. Okay. The, the the asset. Yep. Okay. So we talked about the money side of things. We talked about some of the people involved yep. in country. Some of the influencers. How you're going to you know maybe go to the market for cash and how you're going to raise cash between now and, and, yep. that, and that point. So the the, the asset, we'll, we'll tell people what you think you've got because it, you know it's, it's this kind of single asset really. In Niger, yes. Fundamental, right? Yeah, I mean in Niger we've got a, a single asset which is not pretty one most people have in one country. Mm. Uh, it's large. I mean it's 126 yeah. million pounds of uranium in the ground, uh, of which. 100 million pounds is in the measured and indicated category. Yeah. Uh, we stopped drilling back in 2013 uh, when we'd infilled all the drilling and basically mm. said we won't do any more drilling yet because there's no point in doing any more drilling. Yeah. We have, and that's in the mining permit, mm -hmm. we have six exploration permits wrapped around all of that. Right. And the grades are about 0.14%, which for Africa is between three, generally between three and five times higher than places like Namibia and Botswana and whatever. So right, right. You know, these are relatively it's high It's one of the grades. higher African grades. Obviously, it's nothing yeah. like some of the Australian or Athabasca no. basin things. No, certainly but, not the Athabasca. Basin. Right. And, it, you know, and, and the, the various reports that you've done so far, what are they, the studies were, I should say, yeah. what are they telling you around the what, economics? What, what we're looking at the moment is, if you look at the, pit, the last PFS, yeah. We're looking at about $360 million capital, so $25 cash costs, including the byproduct credit right. from Molly. Um, it's a 21-year mine life that will produce uranium at about 2.7 million pounds per annum. Right, so um, that's it, meaningful. It, it needs to get a sort of 20% IRR. You're looking at a, the current project at a, just over 50, between $50 and $55 a pound uranium price. Right. That's okay. what the current PFS says. Okay, okay, okay. So it's a reasonable sized project. It's not one of the biggies. Nope. It's not one of the best grades, but it's no, but I don't not, need not to one have of the worst the biggest. We're a small company. Exactly. No, I mean, again, trying to position this with people thinking of putting uranium in their portfolio. They may have different ways of putting uranium in their portfolio. So they're going to be some more obvious uh, buys. 
and there are gonna be some which will pick a punt on uh, because the fundamentals are strong and you know, the IRRs or whatever they yep. wanna look yep. at are okay. So you, know, you position yourself as one of the better African plays? Yeah, and the important thing is obviously we have our mining permit. Yeah, I know. But that's a big, that a, a big, a, a, a big uh, issue in any industry. Because when you do press the button, you can go. I can actually go. Yes, I don't get in the car and find somebody hasn't put the battery in yet. Yeah, <laughs> l l little thing. So, wait, 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 so what's, what's your, just to finish off, what's your message to your current shareholders? And what's your message to people who are thinking about getting into the uranium space? Because it's tricky times. Let's not go into the macro, let's just yeah, go no, focus absolutely. on you. Look, what have you got? All uranium companies will go up with the macro, no matter who they are. Uh, that's the standard. What we have is three projects, two which are permitted, one is our focus to go to construction, mm. okay? Why do we do that? Because we're permitted. Mm. We have to leverage off the back of that permit mm -hmm. to get value. You are sitting in a, with a company, in the case of us, who in a very short period of time, mm -hmm. you can go from being a developer mm -hmm. to being a producer. That is more than double on valuation, mm -hmm. just on its own, for permed in the ground and assessment. Yeah. And so it's that ability to turn our pounds into cash flow is what differentiates us right. from many of our peers around us. Right. And to do that within a reasonable time frame. Right. Okay. That is where GoVX sits. And therefore, you know, we sit in the selling cycles or buying cycles, I should, I should Correct. say. Correct. And then once say. you've got that project going, you've got long-term cash flow and you've got a company that can build on Do you think you've got yet. the people on board who know how to get your product to market? I mean, from out of the ground, logistics to, I don't know, train, port, wherever it's going, buying, selling, all of the, you know, selling, you've got to sell into, like, presumably, you know, utilities. You Correct. Know, they're the big buyers, right? So Correct. Do I have them all on my team yet? No, no. because you I know, don't need you, them. I know where to go and get them. Okay, okay. Yeah. That, that, and that's part of my conversations that I'm that, having around WA. That's fair enough. Um, and it, so, I'm sorry, we just say we finish off, but this is the last question. Okay, your share price, like everyone else, it's not where it needs to be. That's a nice way of putting it. Yes. Um, what can you do or what can you say to people, shareholders, to say, well, actually, it's, it's all going to be okay. I, I know what I'm doing. It's, you know, and actually there's a cheap, you know. It'll be all right on the night. It'll be all right on the night. So, you know, what, quote. what, you know, what are you doing to affect that? Are you just focused on the asset? Because that's all you can do because you believe the price is the, the key driver here. Or do you think that you're doing everything you can to have things in place for when the market goes? Ultimately, in, in the mining industry, price is the driver mm. of whatever you do. I mean, in material. Uh, you, you, we dig things out of the ground and we, mm. we sell them, unless you're a prospect generator, which we're, we're clearly not. Yeah. Um, and even if you wanted to sell assets, you need a market that's rising that people want to buy them because yeah. there's a better chance of them being able to put it into production than you yeah. are. What we are doing, which is we've always done, is we don't want to rely solely on the price, reaching a number. Our approach is optimize the project to bring down the price that we need to get to where we need to be. So I don't want to be sitting here saying, well, this is my project. I have to get the price to here. Yeah. What I'm trying to do is bring out all my costs, operating costs and capital costs. So I don't need that price. So I can actually get away at this price. Yeah. And therefore, I'm accelerating this project to development. Okay. Keep saying there's a last question. This one definitely is. This is definitely, definitely the last one. Definitely the last one. Yeah. Is, you know, we, ABF. Uh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, is we, you talked earlier about access 
to Chinese groups yep. with cash. They usually do have a lot of cash, yes. unless they're trying to broker deal. Um, have you ever thought about a roll-up? Because there are a lot of assets which are struggling for cash at the moment. Is that an African roll-up or a realistic thing to try and do? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I, I, mean, I think there are a lot of different projects in Africa at different stages. Yeah. Um, I mean, we obviously started with just the one project. Yeah. And we now have three projects. Um, yeah. So we but start it's all Niger, right? No, we've got Zambia and we've got Mali, of course, don't forget. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. And I, I mean, we rolled even that one up because we were at, we acquired the original Matanga. Yeah. And then we added Africa Energy's permit next door to extend the size of that. So I've got 140 kilometers of strike length down. Yeah, there was yeah, 60 yeah, million yeah, pounds yeah. in the ground, permitted. But come, back, come, come back to a roll, roll, roll up strategy if you've got cash. Is someone says, right, what, you know, you're going to have different, you're going to have a portfolio approach. You're going to have different stages, blended, yeah. blended, blended approach here. You know, are there assets, private, public, or companies that you think, actually, you're struggling. If I could come in and have a conversation, that, that we could create something quite good in Africa. Yeah, uh, look, there are different ways of looking at it. Do you play a regional play? There are projects around us that maybe yeah. fit better together um, to bring down the overall costs. Yeah. Um, and to synergize by working together. Um, whether that's a strategy working with my French neighbours or we're the ones that build the plant and other people yeah. work with us and come through our process plant because we're ahead of the game, that could be in a synergy game playing through. Um, is it within the greater Africa? I mean, obviously there are projects standing doing nothing at the moment whereby yeah. it might be better to have more projects scaled up into a, in a single entity. Mm. Uh, I don't think roll up on the basis of just looking for exploration ground is for us. No. We've got enough exploration. No, no thank you. Have. But there yeah. are projects it, it may be better to create a bigger Africa play yeah. um, that has multiple assets in at different scales. Some have obviously, you know, that could be built assets standing waiting to restart, mm. with, which would then make beautiful pipeline. I yeah. mean, you just, you know, our whole industry, the bigger companies always try and create the, the pyramid, producing assets, projects ready to be built, all the way through down to mm. grassroots exploration. Mm. You know, we've tried to do that with the assets that we've got, and there's nothing to say that that can't be expanded. Yeah. Would we look outside? I mean, we did initially before we acquired the Denison's assets, look outside of the country. Mm. One of the reasons we didn't, we just felt we were just not getting our, our value for our African assets compared to what they were, yeah. relative to what other people were getting value yeah. for their assets. They said, it's, the time's not right. Yeah. And also, I think from a management point of view, you c you've only got so much time. It's, it's true, and, and you look, can't and be in all places at once. It's true. It, it's just it was just a question because you know we we've had some great success in the past of doing roll ups, and um, it may seem strange to to some investors to ask a question like that when the market's so dead, right? But, we're, we're on you know, the Rothschilds you know. made a lot of money. When there, when there was revolution. On that's the my point. That's my point. Exactly. You know, we 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 have certainly in the past, and I think that. Um, I wondered if anyone had made that move. Or well, well, we already did. In started it in 2016. I mean, right. that's really where we started that process and felt there was value to be had mm. by putting projects together, diversifying our risk. And each of our projects is different, yeah. so that we haven't actually got three similar same projects. They're each yeah. one metallurgically different, yeah. design different, yeah. geology yeah. different. Right. So we've got you know we spread our Africa risk because we understood you know being a one trick country can also be awkward if your politics suddenly change on you. True. Look, one for another time. Thanks for coming Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Enjoy yourself at the WNA. Always. I hope you 
get everything out of it that you're looking yeah, for. Yes, so do I. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.